Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, reports of growing disconnect between Darvin Ham and Lakers players. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. This one is always free and never behind a paywall. And of course, you can always go to Locked On Lakers on YouTube and hang out with over 22,000 subscribers, all of whom are uh, quite intrigued by the news of Thursday um, from Jovan Buha and Sham Sharania at The Athletic. Um, Confirming Andy reporting of what has sort of been implied, um, what has been um, seemingly apparent based on just the on-court performances and some of the comments after games and before it of a growing disconnect between Darvin Ham and Lakers players. Um, So obviously we will spend a ton of time talking about that. I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Terms and conditions apply. So um, as I mentioned, Andy, Thursday morning, <clears throat> excuse me, the report breaks from Jovan uh, and uh, Sham Sharani at The Athletic about, quote, a deepening disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers locker room. This according to six sources with direct knowledge of the situation. Um, wasn't terribly surprised, particularly after the bleep show that was Wednesday's loss to Miami, that this was finally put um, sort of on the record, so to speak. Yeah, there were a few things that jumped out from Jovan and Shams' report. And obviously, everyone should check it out at The Athletic. Jovan, friend of the show. The first quote, these sources have described that disjointedness between the coach and the team has stemmed from the extreme rotation and starting lineup adjustments recently from Ham, leading to a fluctuating rhythm for several players across the roster. Frankly, I can't think of the ones who are not in some form of fluctuation. And then later, quote, when asked if he would consider he being Darwin, going back to the team's original starting lineup of Russell, Reeves, Vanderbilt, James, and Davis, original being back to last season, the lineup that was in the playoffs, Ham said that everything he is, the team is considering every possibility. I think everything is on the table that makes sense, Ham said. No stone shall go unturned. Very formal. (laughs) We're here to explore whatever we can to right the ship. Excellent use of shall, though. That that let that lets you know everybody's got their real thinking caps on. That's right. Um, it's <laughs> they have pipes with like, but they're like they're you know there's tobacco in it, and they're like sitting with sweaters on with patches on the elbows, and they're they're thinking in the study. Very right ac- very academic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's funny because like so many this it is always important to understand as a sports fan and just in life generally that multiple things can be true at once darwin and the coaching staff have indeed have their have had their hands tied like you know people why haven't they just why did they just start off with last year's lineup well because jared vanderbilt was hurt for the first you know 15 16 games of the season really wasn't able to play um extended minutes until you know the last 10 days or so so that had something to do with it 
Um, you know, injuries, guys in and out of the lineup, as Darwin noted rather inelegantly and very poorly timed, can really screw with what you're trying to do. It is very difficult to develop consistency. All of that stuff. That is true. It, it is it is 100%, at least to me, is 100% true. Um, it is also possible to react to those things in ways that are not helpful because, and this was one of the arguments, we talk about the the use in, the, uh, Jovan used the word in the report and, and Shams, extreme lineups. That was one of the things that I disliked about the Vanderbilt cam lineup is that it, it it was way out there. It is out there on a major limb for Darwin to be doing this. Most people, including basketball people and people um, outside the game, observers look at that and go, that is a terrible idea. It is not going to work. It is a terrible idea. And Darwin said this on the heels, Andy, of noting how precious these starting lineup changes are and like in the context of guys like D'Lo or Reeves who have been starters throughout their careers well maybe we can put them back in the lineup maybe we can't but we got to be real careful because this stuff's precious he's right it messes with locker rooms and that's the one that he chose to run with and three games later he undid it like that kind of thing is problematic yeah uh at some point in the show, I actually have kind of a a look at all of these sort of different decisions compounding upon each other and mm-hmm. you know why I think it's important to remember, like you said, there are some degree of extenuating circumstances that I think legitimately have affected Darwin's decision making and also how certain things taken in a vacuum can be fine. But when you start adding up all of these different things all on top of each other. And, you know, the idea that, you know, turning over every single stone, you know, for example, uh, riding the ship, on one hand, yeah, you do need to be open-minded about different ways to solve your issues. But on the other hand, if you look like you're just spending your day flipping stones, um, it can start to undercut the confidence and the messaging that players have in you as a coach. And that leads to, I was listening to Jovan on the Athletics podcast with uh, Sam Amick, among others, hosting. I think Anthony Slater may have been there as well. All friends of the show, by the way. But uh, Jovan talked about how players, in his observation or reporting, have started to tune Darwin out a bit, which is something that you know I I had had a bit of concerns about, just in terms of the idea that they weren't understand. They were not understanding the method to the madness. Like the idea that they don't understand their roles, I think for the most part, roles are not that complicated. You get them. The thing you don't understand is often how the coach landed on it, which is sometimes I think I should play more. I think I should have the ball more or whatever. But also, why are you doing why it are we this doing way? This? And what, yeah. what are you looking to accomplish doing it this way? And look, I remember during Frank Vogel's last season with the Lakers, I was saying for like three or four months before Rob Palinka, in so many words confirmed, he had lost the locker room. And some of that I think had to do with just the exhaustive factor that came with Russell Westbrook and just sort of everyone dancing around that situation. But and, some... and I think that they knew that Frank was going to be fired, and Frank knew that Frank was going to right, be fired. Exactly. And, and once you lose that credibility, yeah. you're done. I mean, we I, I remember 
during Luke Walton's last season with the Lakers coaching. Magic, without without coming out and saying, I'd have never hired that dude. He's just who I inherited. Magic made it really clear. I have no confidence in Luke Walton. And look, Luke has not gone on to have a great coaching career since the Lakers as a head coach. So maybe he wasn't the guy, but that is an impossible situation mm-hmm. to operate in. And whether it's exterior factors affecting you or the decisions you are making that in turn create that loss of confidence. I don't get any indications that Darwin is all the way there yet, but it's become clear he is closing in on that point and they need to figure out exactly how to turn this thing around and really fast. And again, I I know I want to talk about the the decisions that have been made and sort of why I feel like taken on top of each other, they're what ultimately lead us to this place as opposed to any of them individually being so bad. That but that, and that's a that's a critical it's a critical component of this because the ability to uh, in, in leadership, I, I, I know I made these comparisons. Some of the other work, you know, that I do around like business and things like that. And one of the things that I've learned, it's like, it's it, it, the ability to be able to see the destination and see the big picture and understand the path there can change radically. Guy gets injured, something happens, you know, uh, somebody else plays well. That's not be the, whatever it is. The path can change. But you mentioned it. It's not that guys don't understand. They don't understand the how and they don't understand the why. And quite frankly, I don't know because I don't think it's been very well articulated. Like what kind of team is this? What what is the, what you know on a broad level? What style are we going to be? Are we going to what skill sets are we going to really lean into? And then on a more technical level, and this is really for the guys in the locker room. How are we going to construct our coverages? How are we going to, you know, which, what plays are we going to run and when and how? Are we often, even running plays? Right. Like, how often are we going to do that? Because there's a lot of freelancing that happens, and then other times it's pretty well orchestrated. That's the, the process is what I think the players don't understand. And, you know, you have some stuff you want to, I want to ask you too about, you know, the, the importance of process next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by LinkedIn and start of the new year. Every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's hard enough just to run your business. Wouldn't proven help to streamline that process of hiring be an incredible asset? LinkedIn isn't just another Get job. Kenny board. Atkinson's resume on your computer faster. It, easy. <laughs> LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring becomes so easy that 86% of small businesses, ones that years ago qualified for PPP loans, can get qualified candidates in within There's an in-house candidate named Phil Handy. Does anybody know that guy? Think about that. (laughs) Finding who you need the first time within a day 
Think about it, the advantage it gives you to focus on the big picture goals for 2024. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on Lakers also sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you know, this is a time of year where people are kind of turning inwards and trying to, you know, think about things about themselves, about their life that they might want to really work on in 2024. Areas that they're kind of crushing it and can, can you know, how do I continue that growth? Uh, it doesn't have to be gigantic, you know, huge, uh, what feel like life altering. Uh, obstacles or something like that. It can be as small things, building on victory after victory. You know, therapy can help with that. Um, I know I've been able to benefit from therapy in my life. Andy has uh, difficult times with, you know, juggling family issues, uh, juggling, juggling life issues. Um, this is all stuff that people can benefit from. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, you might want to give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. It is designed to be convenient. It is flexible. It can be suited to your schedule. What you need to do is you fill out a, a, a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists just like you switch your doctors or anything like that um, with at, at any time. Uh, for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress that you've already made in your life. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. One of the things, Andy, that is, you know, you, you mentioned Luke Walton and, and, um, Frank, uh, Frank Vogel sort of being undermined by circumstances. And you, we talked earlier this week about the fact the Lakers have operated without drama. Um, that is now over. The second a story like this is written, it is all people talk about. When they come to the arena on Friday, the Lakers didn't practice on Thursday. Um, so when they get to the arena on Friday to face the Memphis Grizzlies, they're going to be asked about this report. They're going to be asked where the disconnect is between Darwin and the players. Then they'll probably say, you know, Darwin's, you know, working hard and that they'll probably say the right things. I don't suspect anybody's just going to throw Darwin under the bus, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's like, this is now officially out there that there's a disconnect between Darwin and the players. And until it's sort of definitively reported that that has been repaired and they've fixed this thing. And, you know, mostly the Lakers are winning basketball games again. It's not going to go away. And like, Darwin instantly moves into a very precarious place, even for a franchise that does not want to fire a coach with two years remaining on his contract. Yeah, and obviously the process of trying to get everything back on track, that is tonight against the Grizzlies, 7 p.m. Lord, if they don't show a pulse after that disaster on Wednesday. And you can catch every Lakers game on the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. Um I mentioned like there's there's a lot of different decisions that we've seen heading into this season that like in a vacuum you could say are defensible, logical, etc. Like I had raised the question about whether D'Lo and Austin should be broken up as a backcourt before there were even reports of this being a possibility, much less it happening. Like it is hard to function defensively when both of your guards 
are liabilities. Like we saw that with Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum for years, and they are better players than Reeves and D'Lo, like offensively and overall, and they still to be broken up. And like Reddish initially worked with that starting group well. Like the defensive lineup that recently Darwin went to, like he may have leaned too far without considering some of the other offensive skill sets missing to be functional. But like I've said before, I get the logic because, but when a lot of moves are taken on top of each other and can seem contradictory, like implementing a five out system. And one of the things we kept hearing in the off season with continuity, 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 you go from needing to separate D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves to reteaming them on the bench. I didn't even mention this because it, it came to mind when I when I heard that Rui before the recent Minnesota loss in Minnesota that he was going to be made you know a starter for the foreseeable future according to Darvin. I didn't even bring this up afterwards because he got hurt so quickly and then this was thrown into chaos and we don't know when he's going to be back as of this recording. But like on one hand, as somebody who's been like pounding the table for more minutes for Rui, I'm not going to raise big objections to the possibility of that happening because he enters the starting lineup. But given that Darwin has been so up and down, sometimes arbitrarily, it's felt to me at least, and I know other people, LeBron even commented on this unprompted, like Rui's minutes being all over the place and then you commit to this with Rui in the starting lineup, having barely seen it, I think that can also lead to the idea of just you're throwing crap at the wall and you don't know what it is you're looking for. And again, you know, I mentioned the first segment, like this idea of being able to kind of keep the end path, keep the end, like what what is our culture? What is our goals? What is, what is our, like sort of our ethos as a team? And then figure out how to navigate that based on on context. Like, but it's that management of everyone understanding not just the what we're going to do, but the why and the how. And I think that's where Darwin has been way off this year. Because you're right, each individual thing. Why did they break up D'Angelo and and uh, Reeves? Well, because the offense or because the the defense was really suffering, and Reeves was terrible for the first eight or nine games of the season. So something we were all saying, something's got to be done. Do we have to move Austin to the bench? And you, each one of these choices, if they don't make sense together, like you say, it's it, it, that's where the problems come because you always feel like you're being jerked in different directions. Change isn't bad in a vacuum. Change that you that seems to undo all the other stuff, you know. And then, like you say, like. What are we trying to get out of this? Like, what is good? What is the successful thing? Like, you know, because the last game that they played with the stupid lineup, they won. And that isn't necessarily the right metric for deciding whether or not this thing worked either. You know, and, and I feel like there is not an understanding. When you say we're going to stick Rui in the starting lineup, well, wait, why? What are we? What is this going to do? What are we trying to do here other than, I don't know, Rui's pretty good. Maybe he Especially when you've been seemingly reluctant to play him past a certain point. But that's you mentioned LeBron, you know, talking about making reference to Rui. Well, LeBron is probably part of the reason that it's been harder to play Rui with AD and, and LeBron because 
you know, Hachimura has certain defensive deficiencies that when LeBron isn't, you know, he's 39 years old and he played at an MVP level for the first time. I'm not blaming this on LeBron. I'm speaking about realities that Darvin Ham and Rob Palinka have to um, work around um, as they would any other player, limitations that that player might have. You need to build a roster that is suitable for it. And Rui, you know, it, next to a LeBron who has can do a little bit less defensively, has greater deficiency. Like all of these things add up, and it's roster and it's player performance and it's coaching. And Darwin just hasn't been able to hit the right buttons and really message, I think, in the way that okay. he needs to be able to do. When we get back, you, you mentioned the idea of the the imperfections that come potentially with playing Rui and LeBron and you know in that starting lineup together mm -hmm. from a defensive standpoint. It, it's it's a fair point that you're bringing up, but I also think it in some ways speaks to what may be getting in the way of Darvin landing yeah. on what he wants. Tell me about it next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Hungry Root. Um, it's 2024. We are all interested in eating better. Um, and how do you keep a resolution from being one of those short-lived things that you do for like two weeks? You got to find helping, you know, things that can help you out with that, that help you build healthy habits that won't disappear right away. And Hungry Root is a really great way to do that. I have eaten the food. Andy has eaten the food. It makes it easier for everyone to eat healthy. They have meals that and, and groceries that fit your lifestyle. And uh, right now you can get 40% off free veggies for life, Andy. 40% off and free veggies for life. And you know, you can live a long time if everything goes well. The longer you live, the more you can really take advantage of the company. I did this for like, you know, I ate the, the meals actually in a week when I had COVID. Um, it helped us out a ton. So my wife had stuff to kind of feed me while I was in isolation and she still had to feed the family. It was an incredibly convenient thing. Hungry Root is offering Locked On uh, Lakers listeners 40% off your uh, first delivery plus free vegetables for life. You go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your free uh, your first delivery and your free veggies. Again, HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. All right, so you you were thinking sort of about like this this you know kind of what Rui in the lineup symbolizes and and the stuff that they've been fighting against. Okay, you had mentioned before some of the deficiencies that may potentially arise from having both LeBron and Rui along the wing defensively because of the asks that you're trying to avoid for LeBron, some of the navigation issues that can come with Rui with screens, things like that, certain assignments all of which is true. Mm -hmm. The reality, though, is there is no perfect alignment for yes. aim for this roster. So to some degree, you are going to have to land on through a balance standpoint, through the standpoint of matching skill sets, whatever that may be, and then make it work as best you can from there, and then frankly, coach around some of those imperfections. Because I think part of what has led Darwin to this place is 
fighting against the idea that, you know, perfect isn't the enemy of good. You know what I mean? Like in searching for something that works flawlessly, I think all that's happening is you are beating your head against the wall. And even after my long, you know, opus about how all of these decisions individually can make sense, but at some point you have to land on something that makes sense and then grow it forward. And at times it feels like that, the instinct not to do that is what's leading us to this place. I feel like along those lines, Darwin hasn't responded well. And quite frankly, the, the players too. Um, and, you know, I think there were some miscalculations. It's never one thing. It's never just the coach. But Darwin has not done a good job this year, I think, responding to the change in context around this season where the right. expectations for performance are much higher. Last year was found money. The Lakers weren't supposed you know, we, we kind of put a happy face on it, but going into the season, we were like, if they get into the playoffs, like that's pretty good. <laughs> like they could miss the playoffs again. Like that wouldn't surprise me. But if they get in, that's good. Um, then they not only do they get in, they made this run, this unexpected run to the Western Conference Finals. Um, and I don't, you know, talk about, you know, whether it's just, per, you know, ideal matchups. I don't care. They, they went to the Western Conference Finals. In the offseason, they seemed to improve. Um, they didn't blow up the roster. They didn't chase Kyrie Irving. They, like you said, brought in continuity. And whether or not the pieces fit as well as we all thought doesn't change the fact that the expectation shifted from, wow, that was cool to go do it again. Um, now this is what you're supposed to do. You know, you you don't finish top four. You don't make it at least through a round or two of the playoffs. It's going to look like you're going backwards. And so you are. When you're, when you're, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like it. You actually are. <laughs> it's true. When you when you don't have that sort of flexibility and freedom to operate with low expectations. It is much harder to stick with something and give it time to breathe. Should Darwin have given Austin Reeves time to work his way through the slump or after he kind of seemed to have fixed himself three or four games in, put him back in the starting lineup? I don't know. Because the team started playing better too when Reeves moved to the bench. Was that causation or correlation or a little bit of both? I don't know. It's a hard job, <laughs> you know, like in, and parsing these things is really, but the one thing that's been consistent is the scrutiny and the lack of patience for things that don't seem to be working. And when they go through a stretch, like they have after the IST, it wipes all of that. They'd won like eight of 11 going into the IST or like including that stretch, like the, they were three and five and then ended up like five, six games over 500. And then this other stretch happened. They finished they the final. Like they're flailing. They finished the final. They were the four seed in the West. They're now barely in the play-in. Right. And it's it's this, you know, they were doing things and making changes. And when you make changes and things seem to be kind of going, okay, Reeves has turned it around and the team is performing a little bit better. It's okay. Here we go. And then you start making changes and it's not. And 
the, the, the context around each one of these choices, both for the players and for management and for the coaching staff is so different. And I think that's what Darwin hasn't adjusted to is last year was found money this year, you're old money again. And like, and, and people just look at you different and, and the same decision, the same thought process that was effective contextually last year may not be this year. And I, I don't think he's adjusted from year to year. Well, and look, to to that point, bringing this a little bit full circle from what we had talked about before, also just let people know if they weren't aware, the first All-Star returns came out, and LeBron is leading all players in the West. Um, Anthony Davis is in fourth place for the front court, and Reeves is 10th among Western Conference guards, so maybe seeing that will get him excited moving forward. But um, – we had talked about that lineup from last season and, you know, we've heard a lot of, you know, whether fans or media, who knows how much the players feel about this, the idea of it was right there. Why don't we just go back to that? And the reality is re-implementing that look, which could not have happened until Jared Vanderbilt was back. At that point, you're talking about reconfiguring the entire Rotation, rotation, which Correct. look maybe would be a good idea. Maybe it could be pulled off pretty seamlessly. Maybe you'd land on what would work. But the idea that that is simple and obvious and just go do it, no, it is more complicated than that. And the reason I bring that up is just the idea of everything from last year, good and bad, doesn't necessarily translate to this year. But you have to be nimble in the way you approach it but also patient and with the same type, frankly, the same type of long view that Darwin had last year yeah. with this year. And maybe it was easier to have a long view when the expectations were just, maybe, look, and, and, and maybe get out of this is, alive. It's just, maybe he's doing something. The, the decision it's like, it should work better and it, it hasn't. And it's kind of bad luck for Darwin or whatever, but you know, whether it's messaging, whether, whatever it is, the communication, um, the feel, the, 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 the same. So look, you're right. If they had exactly the same roster as last year, they still couldn't do things exactly the same as last year because last year is last year and this year is this year. Um, it's, it, it, it is a really hard job. And for every one of these moves, even if it's something that I don't agree with or I think that, that hasn't been handled all that well, I could absolutely formulate an argument as to why that's the right decision or why the thing that everyone says is so simple and obvious isn't. Um, but that's also the gig and why he makes a pretty handsome salary to do it. I hope they can repair because I don't I have mean, no interest in Darvin Ham being fired. I don't think it's good for the Lakers if they had to make a coaching uh, change 40-something games into the year. Well, also, um, how many coaches since Phil Jackson? I mean, the, this organization has a reputation for not knowing what they want in a coach. Right. And blaming the wrong people for the wrong stuff and whatever. Yeah. Who are you going to hire? Is it going to be probably would end up being somebody like Chris Gent or Phil Handy, unless you're just going to go out and make the big swing for Doc Rivers and Mark Jackson or something like that, which is a terrible idea. Um, you know, go ask Clippers fans what they think about Doc as a as a head coach in, in today's NBA. So um Lockdown Lakers on YouTube is where you can go and hang out after the Memphis game. Um, because we'll be back 
and we'll be talking about it. And we'll be talking about what people are talking about, which is this, um, and hopefully a better performance at the very least than what the Lakers provided on Wednesday, because that was, uh, as, as our mom would say, disgusting. Um, we will see everybody after the game.